Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello there, and welcome to the maiden voyage of the Sinistream Club. This is a show where myself and a couple of buddies of mine sit down and watch a film while filling out the illustrious Sinistream questionnaire, which tackles the big questions like, is this the best version of this movie? Or what should fall on the cutting room floor? Or who should star in the reboot? And then we hit the IMDb movie quiz, which is basically you know a quiz that I just scroll through IMDb picking random questions and asking the guys to see if they know the answer and then finally we answer the big question should this film be lodged into Sinistream Vault or should it be spat out and thrown in the bin like a dirty pip from an apple or something else that isn't as good as a good film the only rule is that this film has to be legally available to watch at home on any of the streamers such as Netflix Disney Plus Now TV or Amazon Prime so you lovely people at home can play along I hope you enjoy the show this week on the Cinestream Club, what happens when you put 1985, a fancy sports car made in Belfast, and 1955 together? That's right, a bloody good movie. It's Back to the Future, coming up next. Hey Doc, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Andrea, welcome to the show. Hey! Hello! Hey, Trev. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. Back to the future. We're going? We're going back? Damn it, Trev. Where are we going this time? It's the power of going back to the future. It's all right. Love that I'm gonna, song. I'm going I'm to kick it off, right? Back to the future. What does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean to you? For me, right? Back to the future is myself, my cousin Wayne... And my cousin Owen dancing around my granny's sitting room with <laughs> with cricket bats in our hands because we couldn't find any tennis rackets playing air guitar to Johnny Be Good, right? That's back. That's 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 the emotion that uh, that's the memory that Back to the Future uh, evokes. Every every time I see it, that's the first thing I remember. And the, the, cricket bats. Cri- well, cricket bats. Yeah. Were you English growing up? I never realised you yeah. were an English gentleman. He grew up in the English countryside. That's Far from cricket bats, I was raised. Did everybody not have a cricket set in their house? <laughs> no. no. Were you doing crochet at weekends as well? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Actually, so my granddad, right, and like he was just a, he worked on a farm. Cricket, we had a really cricket set and a, and a crochet set uh, in the back garden. That, that, I, mm. I played that. Anyway, anyway I, I digress. I thought crochet was knitting. Is it a croquet? Oh, croquet, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Crochet Cro- is knitting, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Croquet. Oh, my granddad was a farmer and he had this crazy idea about breeding pine trees. Uh, <laughs> but then <laughs> some young lad drove over one of his pine trees and fucked it all up. <laughs> that was actually the first Back to the Future fact that I ever read, well, and it was previous to even this whole podcasting. Did you pick up on the whole Twin Pines Mall, and then when they go, yes. and then when they goes back after it all happens, it's just called Single Pine. What's it called? <laughs> One Pine Mall. <laughs> the Lonely Pine the lo- Mall. The Lonely Pine <laughs> Mall. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't cop that yeah. actually. Yeah. There was another thing I didn't cop as well because. 
this movie is actually it's good at setting up things and paying things off because obviously it goes back uh from 1985 to 1955 mm-hmm. but at the beginning the beginning of the movie has re-elect uh, mayor goldie wilson mm-hmm. whatever oh, yeah. goldie. and that's the guy that's the guy who's who's working in the in the diner with the with the racist diner owner who's like mayor a colored <laughs> fella is mayor you're dreaming <laughs> But the guy on the bench at the end, when he goes back and there's like a, uh, a bum drinking on a bench mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he and Michael J. Fox goes or Marty goes, uh, oh, Red, so great to see you. And that was the ex-mayor. That was the mayor in 1955. Ah. Oh. So th- 30 years later, he became like a, a, a transient fellow. <laughs> And oh is there gosh. a bit in the was there a bit in the film that was cut to give greater like to paint what that was, or is that just a very that's kind of a it, you see reelect Mayor Red whatever on the side of a van uh, just when he goes back to nineteen fifty five yeah. when he does that sort of when it when it takes him like twelve hours to finally realize that he actually did go back oh, to yeah. the future and it's not a dream. Mister Sandman. Bring me a back dream. to the future. Bum, 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 bum. Bring me You're the... back in the future. It's a big movie, Seth. We just redressed it. Speaking <laughs> of uh, like alcoholics, the one thing I did see was that. Well, I, I didn't notice as I, I, I read it on IMDb. Um, when Leah Thompson's or Leah Thompson's is it Leah or Leah? Leah? Leah Thompson. Leah, Leah Thompson. Leah. When Leah's, no H. when Leah's name comes up on the credits at the start. Um, her name comes up when the camera is panning past a like a clock with like a drunk like on top of the clock, uh-huh. and it's to signify uh-huh. how that character has a drink problem throughout the whole trilogy. Well, uh, the movie they didn't know they were doing a trilogy at that point, I suppose. Oh, so anyway, back, back sorry, back to the back to the original question. Back to the future. What does it do for you when you're watching it? Like, what did it? What, where did it bring you back? Because I imagine we all saw this as kids, right? <clears throat> so, uh, Ed, yeah. Ed, I'll start with you. Well, I, I would have seen it in uh, towards the end of the summer of 1985 when I was eight, eight years old. Um, you saw it, you saw it in 1985. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I saw them all in the cinema, but I really it really really sticks out in my mind, and I remember being in the cinema and like w- watching it this time around, and I've like I've seen it countless times, but. A lot of the kind of adult humor would have definitely gone over my head when I was yeah. a kid. For me as a kid, it was a big, exciting, uh, sometimes funny, but mostly look, just like a big, it's like a, a live action cartoon. Yeah. But I do yeah. remember sitting and I remember that, that whole opening sequence with that long, uh, uninterrupted shot that sets up the whole movie, sets up the plutonium and all the <laughs> clocks yeah. and stuff. And I remember that it was the first time I'd ever seen, like now it's a big thing on YouTube and on Twitter where people set up these, um, I don't know what they're called. I meant to look up what they're actually called. You know, you, you set off a thing and it hits another thing and then it swings around. Oh, and, like all the, and a, yeah, all the YouTube um, videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An axe chops a melon and that lights a candle and an egg fries and yeah. a, the yeah. spittle makes a, a domino fall over and all that kind of stuff. But I thought that was so cool. And then when the, when the dog food slops down, and then Marty comes in and the skateboard goes over and it hits the plutonium. It just taps the plutonium that says mm-hmm. handled with care. Yeah. And 
I just thought it was really, really, I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before, ever. Yeah. And I just, I just thought it was brilliant. I just thought it was. It just pulled you, it just pulled you in. Uh, but Andrea, what about you then? What, like, where were you when you saw it or what was it? What was your first memory of watching it? I'd say the first time I saw it, I was about six or seven. Yeah. And I, I'd say, I, I'd say I watched it a few times as a kid fully, but since then, it was, it, it, it was always a film that was just always on at Easter time or Christmas. And I'd walk in and it'd be 20 minutes in and I'd sit down and I'd watch it for 40 minutes and then go get something inside. So I hadn't watched it from start to finish, probably it, 30 minus, minus seven characters before. <laughs> yeah. Twen- yeah. 23 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did... Um, I know that that I used to wreck Ed's head by getting uh, films wrong and describing films. (laughs) (laughs) So before I watched the film, right, last night, I decided to take some notes on my memory of the film just without without watching it, right? So this is a potential spoiler alert, but I also... (laughs) Or just an alert, maybe, if it's not... (laughs) Yeah. After after watching it, I realised I actually mixed up the three films as well. But that's fine, right? So, Back to the Future, a review from memory alone. Okay. Young Marty McFly is friends with an old crazy scientist he calls Doc. He hangs out with Doc a lot. I can't remember what causes them to go back in time, but they do so in a Mandalorian car is what I wrote. (laughs) 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 Right? The Mandalorian car. This car was made in Belfast. And I want to know how many people owned one in Ireland because I know that the company died on its hull. Anyway... They go back in time to the 1950s, I'm thinking, to the same town they live in. Marty meets. <laughs> <laughs> so they just go back in time, but not in space. Yeah. yeah. Mar- Marty meets his mom, who is in high school, and she kind of falls in love with him and definitely wants to have sex with him. This is bad in many ways. His mom is very hot, so he has to fight many urges. He meets his young dad and tells him to cop on to himself. (laughs) At the Debs, a bully called Biff tries to force himself on Marty's mother in a car and Marty's dad comes to the rescue. They fall in love and all is well. The end, or is it? Some other stuff that I'm not sure of. I know Biff's nice car gets covered in manure. Terrorists chase the boys around a car park. And Elijah Wood plays a video game in the diner. But I think I'm mixing up films. That's the second one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the second one. Yeah, yeah. I, knew as, I knew as soon as it started that I'd mix up the films there. But I, I, I kind of got it all right there. That's, yeah, a, that's, pretty that's good. a good summation. Yeah, that's a good yeah. I mean, when you're talking about uh, Back to the Future being on TV around the holidays. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an Easter time Easter. thing for me. I, I've noticed that in the last while, but I've actually noticed that it's more likely Back to the Future 2 yeah. or Back to the Future 3 yeah. that is on. That they don't actually play the first one as much okay. anymore. And I, I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know if it's a rights-based thing is it or something. Cheaper? Is it cheaper? Like, the second one to... Yeah, I, I've noticed the same Maybe. thing. I, like, and that's the thing. You, and, and it's a question I was going to ask later, but, like, did they... Like, I know a lot of these kind of formatted movies, they tend to repeat the formula in the sequels. But the, yeah. but 
like Back to the Future 2 is a is a really like core example of somebody just repeating the whole spine of the of the script and just replacing <laughs> different characters and replacing a different time period or whatever. Did they do it too much? Actors. Did they like Well yeah, he he goes back to Back to the Future in the second one. Yeah. And and that is only because Crispin Glover um didn't want to be in it. And the original script for the second one was going to be focused more on George McFly. Mm. And then he didn't want to do it yeah. for whatever reason because he's, a, you know, he's quite an eccentric character. And I think he had issues with the end of the first movie being too much about commercialism or something. The way Marty's like coming Chris- in his pants when he sees that Toyota that his, yeah. his parents have bought from. And it was Crispin Glover, he, yeah. It was Reagan, it, it Glover, was yeah. Reagan America. So it was, he, um, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, and Michael, like, I mean, Michael J. Fox was the biggest, uh, you know, sitcom star in the world in, in Family Ties for playing a Republican Ronald Reagan loving, like, businessman, like a mini sort of, yeah. Yeah. you know, he'd be voting for Trump years later, probably. But he was like the star of of that sitcom. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of reasonably well known that, and you probably know this, term from doing your research, that he was... You know, uh, he, he he was cast and then he couldn't do it yeah. because the show needed him. And then they shot five weeks with a different actor. <gasps> um, and we're going to get to that. Okay, well, let's get to that. Yeah. But the fact, but the fact that he shot Back to the Future and Family Ties at the same time. Yeah. And actually, I didn't actually read up on that for this, but I, I remember seeing a thing like years ago about that whole story. And it was something like he was like filming from like 6 a.m. until like, let's say 7 p.m. And he just went straight to set. And then it was like a nighttime shoot for like yeah. all the all the stuff um, in the Twin Pines Mall and all those nighttime outdoor yeah. shots. Like he was coming. He slept, he slept on the way. Yeah. And then when he got there, woke up and all right, let's do the movie. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I mean, there was a lot of cocaine going around in the 80s, but I'm not going to suggest <laughs> that that had anything to do with it. Or his later diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. So, because it is a it is a film club, so there's a couple of things to, to tick the box here. So, what? And this is a this is an obvious one. What genre or uh, or subgenre does this movie fall into? It's okay. We know it's time travel, action, adventure, comedy. What? Anything else? Those uh, porn categories where it's uh, not my stepmother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or not, 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 B- not BTF, uh, BBW. Sonen. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Subtle, subtle incest. Subtle incest. Yes, yes. Mm. That a, yeah. That's a genre. That is a genre. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it is now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I always considered it to be an adventure movie. Yeah. And it, yeah. But more so than a than a than a time travel movie. If you are to put it into that category, which I th- I think you should. <laughs> yeah. It, it is the best time travel movie ever made because what what other time travel movie even reaches the, the heights of Back to the Future. Like, any film of a similar, like, like the only films I can say that are good more have time travel components as opposed to, like, being a, a pure yeah. time travel movie. Like, and I'm putting the likes of Interstellar and fucking even Tenet. Looper. Looper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good example. Yeah, Looper's now, a good example. I, I, yeah. Probably as a time travel movie, it's maybe the best because it's very, very simple. Yeah. It doesn't get convoluted. It doesn't get... It, you understand it all, even though it's like time travel uh, just in and of itself is innately paradoxical. 
mm. and doesn't make sense as a concept. Yeah. Um, but it works in the in the sense that you you know what's happening, you know what's going on, and like like Looper is a good example of something that is reasonably uh, simple enough. But it does get convoluted, and it does have that scene where Bruce Willis is basically basically says to the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character, his younger self, and the audience, "It's like forget about time travel stuff. Don't worry about it. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't matter." And Back to the Future doesn't do that because it doesn't have to. Yeah, and it's also it's the first. I think the first twenty minutes of the film. It's just so lean. Like every sentence yeah. in that fi- in that first twenty minutes sets up the whole movie. Like every I, every little like like thing. Yeah. Like and even like the odd sentence. Save the clock tower. Say, yeah, save the clock <laughs> yes. tower. That was struck it. And then like the whole talking about the parents when they're having di- like you're kind of thinking, what's the point of that dinner scene when they're when yeah. Marty's there and the and the mom is t- talking about the the enchantment under the sea. But every single sentence it either builds yeah. up. Like something that's going to happen in the future, or it gives context pay, to the characters. Off. Yeah, I, I actually checked it checked it out when he when he gets to to the mall and the van yeah. is there, and he like he he he's on his skateboard and he's looking down. I, I looked at the at what time it was and it was like eighteen minutes had gone or eighteen and a half minutes had gone by or something like that. And it's like yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect yeah. little setup. Yeah, I know absolutely everything that I need to know for the rest of this film to just yeah. I, now we just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Did, any, um, did anyone feel, um, I felt like I, I was watching just Wallace and Gromit, but for reals. <laughs> the, the, uh, just like, I know that Wallace and Gromit was made later, but I... Yeah, the wrong year. I hadn't, I hadn't uh, seen the opening sequence in years and years. So I was like, this is just like Wallace and Gromit. You know, you have the, the mad, although is he, is he a scientist? He's just a mad old man who wants crackers on the, on the moon. He's an inventor. He's an inventor. Yeah. But He's an inventor. He, so, so he would be the doc and then Marty is like the dog that kind of fixes all the mistakes, you know? <laughs> Einstein, whenever, whenever I see a dog in a movie, I just go, oh, that dog died yeah. so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I've, I've started to think that now when I'm watching films. Like I was, and speaking of, uh, 1985 today on RTE2 Cocoon was on, and the amount of people I was and the amount of people I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, like and that's all I was thinking for like 20 minutes. Like they're all dead. All these people are dead. Yeah. And I just got the, I just got the press when I turned it off. I'm like I can't deal with that much morbidity, you know. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's still alive. Do you know it, what? I, is do you know what made me laugh? He, actually, have you seen his IMDb page? <laughs> <laughs> Well, his his career his career is possibly yeah. probably yeah. definitely dead. But you know when he go, when he goes back to um, nineteen fifty five, and he goes in and the doc has like a little puppy yeah. dog, and he and he calls the dog and the dog's called Copernicus. Oh, yeah. So he names his yeah. you know dogs after. But I remember when I was a kid, and for years later, like every time I saw it, I thought that yeah. that was young Einstein. Me too. And he just changed his name and he had like a 30-year-old yeah. dog because I don't think as a kid I didn't realise how um, <laughs> short of a lifespan dog Especially that have. kind of dog. There's a, there's a question on the, on the, on the CineStream uh, questionnaire. Is there a better version of this movie out there? I don't think there is. I, I didn't even answer that because it's just like it's time travel action adventure. I, I, I can't think of one unless he did. The only, the only one, one the, that... The wrong trousers. Sorry, Dre? Wallace and Gromit, the wrong trousers. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not about time travel. I actually have one. 
It's about travel. Which is, <laughs> which is um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Which okay. is a time travel adventure comedy movie. The one that was released in 2020? <laughs> or... No, no, the, the original one that was released <laughs> No, in... no, the, the one everyone saw, Andrea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had to explain the film in one sentence, what would it be? I, I think Back to the Future is a pretty good uh, sentence yeah. to use. I, although, when I was a kid, uh, the, 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 the name of the film confused me. Um, I know he's in the past and Doc Brown says, I'm going to send you Back yeah, to the Future. Too. But the title confused me. I used to think forward. Back to the Present would have been a better film. <laughs> Definitely better for the three of them. Like, back to back now. Back to now, yeah. <laughs> back to now. <laughs> back to wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Because in the second movie, our, he's in the future. So he can't go back to the future too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he well, actually, he goes, he goes back to the past in the second one. So they should have called it Back to the Future 2, Back to the Past. And then Back to the Future 3, in the past, past. going back to the present. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 But it would have been way too convoluted. Yeah. If I could describe it in one sentence, it would be um, time traveling rape mammy. (laughs) 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 Like, it was so weird, right? You know, when he wakes up, right? He gets, he, he gets hit by the car, right? Oh, yeah. His granddad, his granddad is traveling at speed at full speed down the road yet marty gets hit outside his house the grandfather's house so was he just gonna do a fucking handbrake turn into the driveway why was he still doing like 60 miles an hour (laughs) you know what i mean it was like i'll drive fast and i'll drive hard you know so he's, he's got he a gets, he's got a great line there as well when he says another yeah, one of these yeah, kids yeah. jumped another, into my car one. and I never got that when I was a kid yeah, another yeah, one yeah. so like he's got a history of this not slowing down when I was a kid when I was a kid I thought he was bird watching and it just so happened that a woman was getting dressed <laughs> in the window I I didn't get I didn't is get that, that he was spying on her as a kid I I didn't. Is, is that Lorraine that he's spying well, what about on? When he goes, he was a he peeping was a, Tom. He's a peeping Tom. And and, and, and when he but when he wakes up in the bed and uh, Lorraine is there and she's dabbing his brow and she's like you've been a, you've been a, you've been asleep for nine hours send him to a hospital he's 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 yeah, nine hours and, and also because he, 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 he gets hit by a car <laughs> yeah. right and they right. put him in bed why does he wake up and his trousers are gone that's because <laughs> like what was, what was she why are his trousers well, she gone was, she was very uh, promiscuous uh, his mother I believe. <laughs> Because then, then there's a little there's a little bit there where when he wakes up and um, her mother calls her for dinner, she throws his pants at him and says, put your trousers on. So, so, yeah, I, so yeah. I think that's the, yeah. that's the line telling that, like, she took them off. Yeah, like her mother sent, put that, put that boy in the bed and said, no, leave him alone now. He yeah. has to get better. Don't take his trousers <laughs> off again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Dre, you're right. Like, he did, yeah, I was I was thinking that as well when I was watching it. He gets hit. Buy a car, he could be internally bleeding, could have a bleed on the brain. And they're like, but let's, that let's let, him sleep. Sleep. let him sleep. And sleep it off. If he wakes up, if he wakes up, he wakes up. If he doesn't, I'll just throw him with the rest <laughs> yeah. of the kids that I knocked down. It is what it is. He's probably got a, he's probably got a pit at the back where he puts all these kids that he hits. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his granddad was like the John Wayne Gacy of the town. <laughs> he just killed people with his car. Yeah. 
for drinking games, um, is there any is there any games you can play drinking games with the movie? I I, I I actually couldn't think of any. What what happens a lot? What recurrent thing? Every time that Marty's face recoils in horror at being aroused at his sexy teenage mom. Ah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Uh, great Scott, Scott Marty. All, all the great Scots, because I think he says great Scott maybe three times, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Heavy every time he says heavy. Every time Marty does or says or thinks something dumb, because re-watching this movie... I realize how charismatic Michael J. Fox is because Marty McFly as a character is like at the beginning of the movie, he's like talking to his really hot girlfriend and then he's like looking at some other girl's ass and she literally like yes. pulls his face yeah. back and she's like, I love you, Marty, with your wandering eye. And yeah. when he goes and when he goes back to the past, like this is the thing that I was like, he's so stupid because he's like he's seen the entire time travel machine he's seen it work on einstein he knows it works and then when he goes past 88 miles an hour and then suddenly he's in a field he it takes him like nearly a whole day to figure out that he's actually gone back to 1950 he goes into the town and he like gets a newspaper out of the yeah. bin and he's looking at it going it says 1955 <laughs> and he's still when he, <laughs> when he wakes One of these up trick papers. he thinks it's he thinks it's a dream and he even, like, she gives him a, a, I guess your friends call you Cal. And he's like, no, my friends call me Marty. That's my real name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's no subterfuge at all. He's like, the, he'd be yeah. the worst spy in the world. He's just, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's terribly, terribly dumb. Out of all the men in the movie, he's probably like the well, nicest Well, even man. though his only plan to get back to the future was to try and sexually assault his mother <laughs> so, except for that he's feasible yeah. guy, except for that yeah you yeah. have to live with that for the rest of his life yeah what made me laugh as well and something i never really thought about until i watched it the other night where you have that Huey lewis cameo yeah where you're just he, too he loud the whole, but there's a lovely little bit where he like he looks at the other two yeah judges sort of you guys are you feeling anything here but he stands up and does the thing, but I, he's wearing these, like, nerdy glasses. Yeah. And it's not like, like, Huey Lewis was, like, a huge pop star. And he's, like, this middle-aged white dude. <laughs> and he's not really that sexy or anything. But they just, they, they said, well, we better put a pair of, like, nerdy glasses on him so he doesn't look as cool. Like, he, do, he doesn't look cool at all. Yeah, yeah, he, looks yeah. like, he looks like a school teacher already. You don't need to, like, yeah. make him look stupid. But yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, um, I only realised that was Huey Lewis like a couple of years ago. I, I never like obviously as a kid, I'm not going to know that. Um, yeah, yeah, me neither. I never knew. And it's and it's all, now I need to be fact checked on this one. But it's it's Zemeckis driving the jeep right in, in the opening sequence when uh, Marty grabs onto the jeep, and uh, the guy looks oh. the guy looks behind him. Um, oh, and kind yeah, of shakes yeah. his head. Who's this guy tailgating me with a skateboard? That's Bobby Zemeckis. That's uh, oh, that's driving I the jeep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So for for your consideration, what do we what do you submit to the Academy here um, for for best scene, best feature, best theme? Oh, I, best I, score. I, well, sure. Here's the thing, right? Here's something yeah. that I was surprised by. Didn't get nominated for the Oscars. What? Didn't get for anything. Didn't get, no, no, no. The, the the music, the score didn't oh. didn't get a nomination. <laughs> Huey Lewis got nominated now, was for best original the, song. Yeah, and then, for Power of Love. 
Yeah, but the but the, but he was, the was the music written. Oh, sorry. Are you talking about are you talking about the song? Alan, Silve- Alan Silvestri's. Yeah. Like that score is. It's amazing. It's amazing. I assume whenever something was happening, it was like the little yeah, the twinkle twinkles. Yeah, I used to sing it to myself when I was on my bike. Like when I was cycling down Garristown, like, you know, yeah. and I'd say to myself, let's see if this thing can do 80 or 90 or whatever. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm jumping over like speed bumps in Garristown. Uh, oh, so run, run for Trevi! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, like probably the Sylvester, like the, the, the Back to the Future soundtrack, um, that Indiana Jones and Superman. That was probably yeah. the, the three like soundtracks of my childhood. Like it, it was, it's an amazing piece of music. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't nominated by the Oscars. I assumed uh, it was John Academy. Williams. Uh, they snubbed growing it. Up, they snubbed I, just, it. I just assumed it was. Has the same what? has the same vibe as Williams. It's a yeah. Williams. What yeah. else has Sylvester done? Like what? What's his big? He he's done. He does all those Avengers movies, all those Marvel movies. Oh, he, he does. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Not as yeah. not as not as memorable, but you know what? Some. Some of the Avenger stuff is pretty good, but it's just you're not even you're not even taking it in because there's so much going on with Marvel. It's just anyone anyone's uh, hum the Avengers theme tune. <laughs> See exactly. There's been like there's been like twenty three of those movies. Yeah. Now he hasn't done all the music for them, but like he he does the I, the Avengers. I movies, can't think I of think. it. The actual like the yeah. Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah yeah um, yeah. Uh, okay, best okay soundtrack. Yes, best op- yeah. best opening scene like of like of the eighties. <laughs> like from from yeah. from what you just described earlier on. Like you know the, the the long shot of all the clocks and Einstein's food getting prepared. Marty coming in with the skateboard, the plutonium, and then the whole "I'm late for school" phone hang up. Who Lewis yeah. kicks in. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Like every time, like as an eight-year-old, I'd stand up. Like as soon as the music would kick in, I'd stand up and just kind of rock back and forth, staring at the telly in silence, <laughs> like grabbing onto the bumper of the car. Like all the women working out in the gym, they're all waving at him. He's like, he's sixteen. Yeah. He's a sixteen-year-old boy, and like there's like twenty, forty-year-old women <laughs> waving out the window. And, oh my god, he's so handsome! That guy on a skateboard tailgating Bobby Zemeckis's jeep. Like it's. Oh, to fuck that midget, midget child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, again, from that moment right up to the 20 minutes that we just talked about, no fat, no waste, just every single yeah. cent. That, for me, is like, out of the 80s, that's the best 20 minutes of, of cinema in the 80s, I think, hands I, down. I do, I do remember there's a, there's a cut. I, I remember in the cinema when he's like, he turns up all the dials, and then he's got like this tiny little guitar. How small is that guitar? And that is got that a be- laugh. Do you think that's because he was small? Did they do that on purpose? No, because then later on when he's playing with the pinheads, well, I say playing, yeah. like the pinheads are waiting for him and he just like <laughs> jogs up on stage yeah. and starts playing. Yeah. They're basically, no warm-up. No, like, it should have been, been like Marty McFly f- featuring the pinheads. <laughs> should have been the name of the fucking band. Yeah. But the bit where he gets blasted back and the thing falls on top of him and then it cuts to... It's obviously a stuntman mm. doing that because then there's like a really weird edit. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed that where he's lying down in the ground covered in paper and there's like a weird edit to him. And I never noticed it before because 
you know, the movie, the, everything about the movie is so good. Those little things you don't really notice. Although I did notice yeah. this bit when, when it's going past all the clocks and it has like Felix the cat. And, mm. But then there's one where it's Harold Lloyd, the silent movie star, hanging from the clock. I noticed that. And then, or, and only, then this, later only on, this time watching it, I noticed it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. And then later on, that's called back when the dock is hanging from the clock yeah. tower. Which is lovely. Yes. You know, it's a lovely touch. Lovely shit like that. Yeah. But that's what you get when Did you write the movie and spend a, a while writing it. The, the the opening sequence, I never realised how much it seems like there's been a murder-suicide of Doc and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Marty comes yeah. in. Marty comes in and he sees the place is fucking yeah. wrecked and that... You know, the dog food is just piling up and piling cocaine up. cocaine like, all over the there floor. Re- <laughs> there, yeah, there isn't really that much concern. He's just like, yeah, time to make a dog. It's really hard. Yeah. It's like, wow, the dog hasn't you been know? here for a while. Yeah. I guess I'll just <laughs> was have gonna, a bit of a jam. Was he not going to tell the dog that he just smashed everything? Marty, don't don't turn it up to 11 because it might blow up. Oh, yeah, I'll keep that in mind, doc. It's like, what an asshole. Yeah. What a horrible child. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he no must regards. have been relieved when he got murdered later on. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he won't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You want to find out I destroyed his amp. Yeah, yeah. He should he should have went back in time like half a day more so <laughs> than just like ten minutes and just not yeah, wrecked yeah. his house. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul actually made an observation when we were watching it. Um, I, I was trying to think of what are the best things about the film, and I mentioned Christopher Lloyd, and Paula was looking at it saying, "Like, did Kramer base his physicality on Doc Brown?" <laughs> but it's a great, yeah. I think it's a good shout because even like. Like, yeah. just how he moves and how he, like, you know, juts himself. And, like, the the scene in the garage where uh, Marty's mom comes to come to visit him when they're back in 1955. And yeah. he's kind of, like, walking behind them as she's flirting with him. And he's making all... <laughs> leaning. Leaning yeah. in. It's very Kramer. I think Michael Richards yeah. was looking yeah. at that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that one out there. Yeah, even the stuff, like, the, the jokes that I laughed at the most when I saw it when I was, like, eight years old or, or eight or nine or whenever it came to... Borough County Offaly are the, the, the doc bits yeah. I thought the doc was uh, like the bit where he's like he looks at all the watches he's got like a watch and one wrist damn. he's got another one damn 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 yeah yeah like all that stuff was, was really really funny and you know 1.21 gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> and, but yeah he's, he's, and he says, he's got gig, a manic... and he says gigawatts not gigawatts which is <laughs> yeah I think um Maybe Christopher Lloyd and or Crispin Glover should have maybe been nominated for Best Supporting Actor because what? because they're they're very very good and mm. unique and they in any other movie they might totally take the film off the rails especially Crispin Glover because yeah. Crispin Glover is a weird guy like the way he dances is so funny. Just the, his physical movement is so funny, and same with Doc Brown. But there's a lovely bit in when they go to the school, and Doc is just an old man wandering around a high school in 1955, and no one says a word to him. And he goes, uh, "I wrote it down. It's like, uh, if, if only there was we, you know, we, Marty, we've got to get your your folks together. If only there was some kind of social." <laughs> and then he and then he trails <laughs> off. Because yeah. he has absolutely no social skills. He was probably <laughs> yeah. an on-the-spectrum genius. And then he says, 
a rhythmic uh, ceremonial ritual. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like what the yeah, high school yeah. dance, but the way <laughs> yeah, the way he describes it, like a rhythmic social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's an alien yeah. or something. Like he's not a human being. But his yeah. his complete lack of social skills, I think, is is very funny. Yeah, I think Christopher Lloyd definitely. Um, if we do move on to cutting room floor, that's where this conversation wow. goes. I have Crispin Glover as Mr. Cut. Yeah, cut. I was trying to, what? Trying to get, yeah, I, I really, I, I thought he was. I think he's. He was just. I think the way he moves, like the bit of autism or whatever he <laughs> must have. He just had. He's a very. I thought he was a very funny physical actor, yeah. and um, I didn't realize that he wasn't in the second and third mm. film. Because I obviously haven't seen those films in a long time yeah, either. Yeah. But you were you were saying he he didn't want to do the the other films. But I, I I came across this yesterday that he was kind of blacklisted because he did want to do the second film, but he just wanted to get paid the same as the other actors who were returning. Oh, he was getting paid yeah, yeah. half yeah. half of what they were so getting. He just was so, and yeah, then he, that's it. Yeah, he also sued. Um, the yeah he sued Universal because he was bullied by the director. So the director used to make fun of him in front of extras and stuff. And it, he had a really good relationship with with the actors, but he just f- said he felt really bullied and belittled. And he he won the he won the case the settlement. Really? Yeah, he got seven hundred and sixty thousand. Whoa, that's a lot of money because Jay Fo- Jay yeah. Fox got two hundred and fifty thousand. For being got seven, for being in the film, that was his fee. Yeah. So he got seven fifty oh, for that's all he got. For, yeah. For and I, 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 but then a they, measly, they a measly used, quarter of a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, measly quarter million. Yeah. yeah. But then I think part of that was because they they used extra footage of him from the first film, yeah. and then they got yeah. the new actor in and put prosthetics on him, so they were using his likeness and then yeah. using an actor yeah, to create his likeness again. So it was kind of a bit of that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it sounded like a very uh, toxic uh, set to work on. Like I think it was great with. Well, the I think if you're Crispin Glover, the, it probably was. The of for, now, I'm not. I'm not saying anything against them I'm for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not for him. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> that was my whole like. Uh, I think I think he was great at Marty's father when he was older, and when they were back to 1955. I just didn't think the energy transferred down to a younger self as as yeah. as eloquently. Yeah. And then when, like, there was a point when they were at the clothesline and they were, like, talking about what the plan was with, you're going to ask Lorraine out and this is what we're going to do and yada, yada, yada. And from that moment onwards, he just, he just said something and he said it so dramatically and then... From then on, he's, I just felt his mm. his energy became detached from the performance or something, and he's just he was too Glover, he was too like eccentric, um, mm. and I yeah, and I and I was actually thinking I I I, I if he was recast, it, it's the only opportunity to make the film better. I think is to replace. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. I think so. Mm. So I have that down as the, as the cutting room floor. The, uh, what other things I have here? Check my notes. I've got the Libyans. Um, could have maybe handled that whole thing a bit better. <laughs> it's a bit. I don't. That wouldn't fly today. It's if that the were. Libyans. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they could have researched their language a bit better. Like all they say is like "oga boga," like "oga boga boga." There's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the. When Marty dresses up as the the spaceman and puts the earphones on on his dad, 
and pretends to oh, be yeah, Darth yeah. Vader from the planet Vulcan. I just I love that. I never thought it was. I just never <coughs> never landed with me. I thought it was a bit kind Cause, of because Trev when I, when I was a kid watching that and he's like I am Darth Vader. From when I was like, oh, I have seen, I've seen. That. I get that I reference. Know those, yeah, yeah. I get that reference. Yeah. Um, for, for some reason, I thought that was the doc. Oh, yeah, I yeah. never knew that. Was yeah, Marty. it was Marty. I just thought it was the doc. No, it was Marty. We don't know who it is. It's though, Marty because he's got his Van Halen CD, yeah, or uh, cassette tape CD. Cassette tape. <laughs> it's a few years of our cassette. Here's tape. a fact that I saw oh. in my research: that whole scene, okay, that was firstly intended for Marty to put the earphones on Biff. And he was trying to change Biff. He did the whole. Oh, it was, he was an early, trying to scare Biff off. Scare Biff off and put him on a different trajectory on the script. Don't rape my mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I'll melt your brain. Yeah, is it, that's another strange thing. Like at the end of the film, you you, you kind of feel a bit bad for Biff because the way he's being treated by George and all, and you're also like, he runs in with the package of books. And it's just like happy families here. Get, come on, bring in my <laughs> yeah. my rapist oh, hey, in oh, hey, Marty. With, with the mail. Hey, Marty. Come into my yeah. come into I my kitchen. Car, Marty's dad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, too he, much. He, it's too much of a one eighty. It's too much. <laughs> he's all he's all like sort of you know yeah. uh, he's he's a cook. Yeah. Uh, whereas he was a bully before, but now he's just like all sort of shy and demure and sort of. Oh. Yeah, it's like in the WWE when a guy goes from a heel to a hero in like yeah. a heel to a face in like you know one show. Uh, it's and, too he, dramatic. and he's and he's a great. Uh, I I don't know his name. I've forgotten his name. Biff, the guy the guy who plays Biff. <laughs> yeah, but he is uh, he's so good in in all of the movies. Like he's really really good. He is, and, yeah. I, and like his whole. Uh, why don't you make like a tree? And get out of here! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that that was uh, a joke because yeah, I didn't yeah. know what the original so, joke was when I saw me, it first. Me too. Yeah, me too. And I it was only it. like years later. I was like, because I used to actually make... say that to my friends. Like yeah. I was quoting Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> yeah. They were like, "What? What are you talking well, about?" It actually took me part two. For you know, older Biff to explain that it was like not right because it is you know in the second one, yeah. uh, old Biff goes, "It's make like a tree and leave, it's <laughs> you, leave that you yeah. idiot." Or whatever the line is, like, sound like then, an idiot when you say it the other way. <laughs> yeah, uh, the only other thing I have is for the cutting room floor is just the whole Lorraine thing. Like she's she, obviously she's she's great in it, but then she just turns into a damsel in distress, right? But <laughs> it, so she she gets assaulted yeah. by Biff. Her future, her future son, and then like a redheaded extra at the end, just for a bit of good measure. Like in yeah. fifteen, in fifteen minutes, she gets assaulted by three different men, and <laughs> yeah. Oh it's, yeah. The the abuse this That's woman has been through in fifty, and then she comes yeah. she comes out of it grand. She's grand. She's yeah. not a bottomer. Like she gets a I mean, dance. She gets the kids off George. If anything, being assaulted because Marty's in the car and he's like, "What you you drink?" And then, "Geez, you smoke too." Yeah, and she's, yeah. And then he's like. Maybe maybe you shouldn't drink because I can't really give you a good reason. You might regret it later in life. Yeah, yeah. And then clearly, thirty years later, she's like, she's so thin because she's yeah. not an alcoholic. But if you, yeah, if you got assaulted by three random yeah. lads in fifteen in the space, minutes, you'd be hitting the bottle really, really hard for the rest of your life. Probably that's, that's like probably tr- why. And in that scene, uh, Ed, just to throw in a bit of extra research, um, mm. when Marty takes the liquor off her and takes a swig. There was actually whiskey in the bottle. Uh, the guys from the prop department snuck some drink in to give him a bit of a spook him up a little bit during during the live take. So that was nice. real whiskey. That was real hard liquor that uh, that Michael J. Fox was drinking. 
Hey. Hard liquor. Not the first Hard time. Hard liquor. Oh, uh, I do. I have, on. I have a one scene character that's the most important character in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And this is, <clears throat> this might become a regular on, on this, on this podcast. This is basically the, the Star Wars droids of <laughs> Back to the yeah. Future. Oh, no, no, not the Star Wars droids. The Death Star Gunner. <laughs> Of Back to the Future. Yeah. Because when the droids, remember in Star Wars, I think, obviously this was in Spaced, uh, Simon Pegg's character says it, but he chooses not to blow up the escape pod. He's like, ah, it must have malfunctioned. So if he'd blown up the droids at that point, then the whole movie's over. Yeah. But the the clock tower lady who aggressively hands Marty a flyer at the beginning of the movie, and then his girlfriend writes uh, her phone number on because he didn't have his girlfriend's phone number writes the phone number on the back and and hands it to him and that's the only way he knows because he Mm. marty's a horny young lad he's not going to remember the exact time and date that the clock tower was struck but he has that information then if she hadn't given that to him then the whole movie's done that's a good he he dies in the past that's what happens i like that and it's also not only does it set the, tra- the, tra- the trajectory of the of the plot in a very specific way it also uh allows Mar- uh, lets marty know that his girlfriend loves him because she writes yeah. it on the back of the letter as well i love you and five 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 <laughs> yeah the number is really simple is, is there a five 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 in america like is every is it no that, that's the, that's a move that's it's a, a movie it's, thing. The, it's the movie thing i know yeah it's like yeah every like film in the 80s or the early 90s five 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 um i think favorite... that's because it's so easy to um like I remember the, on a TV show that I was working on production wise, they, they were telling me about just name, name and shame. No, no, no. They were telling me about that. It, that that's happened twice before in that show over the years where they make up an, a fake number and it gets shown or somebody says it isn't like, here's your number. It's like, oh, eight, eight, forty nine, fifty three. Because loads yeah. of people, it's a common thing for people to be watching yeah. shows to just go, I'm going to call that number. And yeah. then it turns out to be a real number. So that's probably why and then that the... person gets harassed for the rest of our life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, sometimes in movies, they do put in real numbers and, you know, as a kind of a promotional thing. Yeah, you ring the yeah. number and you, get, and you get like a recorded message from Marty McFly. one of the actors playing one of the characters. Yeah. So, yeah, they could have done that. You could have, you've reached the McFly residence. Yeah. Or George McFly. We're not home. We're right not now. home right now. And I just can't answer the phone. His energy <laughs> is just, like... I, I, I can't. His energy. Is, is there any part of you watching him that gets frustrated when he's trying to finish a sentence? He's like, he's like Christopher Walken on sedatives. Like, he, he's like, <laughs> you know, Marty. Uh, yeah, my um, I miss it's my favorite show. <laughs> wow, it's mystery science theater! I can't go to the dance, Marty. <laughs> I gotta write my comic. I just, I can't take that kind of rejection. <laughs> yeah, Marty, <laughs> Marty, wow, <laughs> a DeLorean. Wait, are we? Go- <laughs> do you know what I would put? Do you know what I put on the cutting room floor? Yeah, uh, Biff says, McFly, you Irish slug. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, I was like, "Fuck, fuck you, Biff." <laughs> yeah, we're the fight. We're the fighting Irish. Yeah. We'll beat you to a pulp. Do you know what's dumb? You know why Marty's <laughs> dumb? 
when Marty goes back to 1955 and he looks up Doc in the phone book and he goes, great, you're alive. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. he's alive. He's <laughs> fucking 30 years <laughs> lo- younger. I was, yeah, yeah. And like, he's more alive more... now than he's ever been. And he's got the easiest address in the world and he rips the whole page of the phone book <laughs> And then he's like, and, then and he's, he's waving, the parading, parading <laughs> it around the cafe. Uh, <laughs> I gotta wait until I get in front of the owner of this establishment before I stuff it into my pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Check out his life preserver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, favorite quotes. Uh, We've already said one of them. 1.21 gigawatts. Or, or, well, gigawatts. Gigawatts. Uh, That was a gigawatt. (laughs) My my other favorite line uh, is when Doc Brown has the uh, the mind rate the mind reading device and he puts it on Marty's head and he goes, uh, you want me to make a donation to the Coast Guard Youth Auxiliary? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) he's just looking at the fact that he's wearing a life jacket. (laughs) Oh yeah, I never realised that till now. Yeah, that's why. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's such a stupid line, but it's just, for me, Christopher Lloyd is is the best thing about the film. Well, my my favourite lines are all Christopher Lloyd lines. I I mean, I, I love it when he says, Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. I mean, not only does he say the name of the yeah. movie, but he just delivers it so well. But also, yeah. there's, a, there's a line he yeah. says that it never made me laugh until I, until I was older. And I realized that he looked exactly the same when, he, when he's looking at the video and he goes, look at me, I'm an old man. And yeah, it's like, yeah. no, you're not. Yes. You're, you've yeah. just got a little bit of makeup under your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that makes me laugh every time. Or when he when he says when he yeah. says, "Excuse the crudity of this model. I haven't didn't have time to build it to scale or to paint it." <laughs> and Mar- and Mark is like, "That's fine. It's perfect." But like, we've got a yeah. week to do this to send it back to the feature, and he's apologizing for not painting the model or making it to scale. I love the. Yeah. His detail-oriented brain. But, but but when Marty says that's fine, Christopher Lloyd kind of gives his little smile that he's just he's glad that he's appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's a lovely little subtle thing that he does. He kind of goes, "Oh, okay." Best supporting <laughs> yeah. actor. He was raw. Yeah. And actually, well, I don't know where this gets into, but I have like a completely unrealistic part of the movie for me. Um, he he arrives back in 1985. To, like 10 minutes before the doc is killed. So it's one He's got nine minutes, right? Yeah. Mm. He he arrives there and you see the clock at the, at the Twin Pines Mall and it says one thirty three. So uh, when he goes, when he goes back to 1955, the, the farm, the Twin Pines farm where the mall is going to be is two miles from the center of town. Yeah. Like he, he drives, or sorry, he walks to, there's a sign saying two, Hill Valley, two miles. So when he goes back, he's in the middle of the town. He's in the town square. So he has two miles, he's two miles away from um, the mall and he, he runs there. And I looked it up. He would have to, oh. he, he, would ha- he would have to break the Guinness World Record for fastest runner in the world in order so to get there flaws. on time. I know. Now I turned it off right there. He did look very out of breath. <laughs> he did. Yeah. What did he have his skateboard? That might account for it because I don't see him. No, he, he runs. He, he just didn't runs have a skateboard. Back. Yeah, he runs. 
He had nine minutes yeah. to make two miles. He, okay, he had nine minutes for two miles. Okay, that's pretty fast. He had to run two miles in nine minutes. But if that, and if, that, if, if he did it, he would be the fastest man on, in, on earth. And he also had and to... And he's not. He's five foot five and he's Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and he, and he also had to outrun, like, a van, a Volkswagen that, that was driven yeah. very hard by Libyans. Yeah. Like, they, they, they drove past him and he, out, like, he just made it. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets there just as they shoot the dock. So we're, we are naturally on to plot holes. So um, another one I have is, what, how is why is the, the doc so rich? Like, what's his story? What's his backstory? Why, why does he have a mansion in the middle of Hill Valley? Like, what's his backstory? They, like, and they don't they don't say his backstory. So he has he has one line where he says, uh, "He's spending his family fortune." Yeah, ah. I've spent the last thirty years and most of my family fortune, and that's why he's living in. Essentially, uh, you know, uh, uh, a little garage uh, in 1985. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when he goes back, he's got a massive gaff. So basically, yeah, he spent he spent his family fortune. Now I don't know what his family were. You know, probably slave traders. Yeah, oil, probably oil. (laughs) Old money. Old money. The only other thing I have because we covered most of it is the tardy slips. The principal he gives out tardy slips. Like, do these things work? Tardy. Like. So when when when, Mar- when Marty and um, what, Jennifer are late for school, um, the, pr- the yeah. principal comes out and he goes, "A tardy slip for you and a tardy slip for you." Three tardy slips. Three, two tardy yeah. slips. But what are they? What, what's a tardy slip? And I, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you... I think you get you get one every time you're late, and if you get like three or four or something in a row, you yeah. get detention. Uh, but then they're okay. never shown in detention. I'd say that might have been a scene that was cut because he was kind of like, you know what that means? This is your third yeah. in a row. Because it was the same in um, in our school, you know. If you were late a few days in a row, you got detention. I got detention. Every <laughs> oh. They must have brought that in after I left. We, we didn't I, get that. I, I I got detention most days, but then I just told the principal to eat one. <laughs> you, ba- you baked him a cake. Did you, you, give, baked did you a, give him an apple? You baked him a cake. <laughs> Sit on that. <laughs> you, you give him a Sit on you that get, warm you get, cake. You give him a chair. <laughs> This is a pure audio no, lo- uh, experience, Trey. So <laughs> I lost, uh, I lost all respect for that man when, um, <laughs> when lads from my year broke into the broke into his office and started singing "Ground Control to Major Tom." And you could hear, <laughs> you could hear him banging on the door, calling them little oh. boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. What? Okay. Here's one. What's the best time of year or occasion to enjoy this film? Like, for me. Uh, oh wait, I've got I've got one more plot hole. Oh, okay. Go. On, okay. Which which also made me laugh out loud when he went back to 1955 and he goes, "They're Strickland." And he goes, "Jesus, did that guy ever have hair or age a single day in 30 years? Because he also <laughs> looks exactly the fucking same." Yeah. I think he's even wearing Which I the guess same is like suit. All bald people. He's wearing yeah, he's in the same suit. Yeah. I think all bald people must look the yeah. same. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, sorry. The, go on, the, that's my yeah, last the second yeah. AD was like, okay, so we need you at nine a.m. for the like you know eighty-five scene, and then can you go back at three for the fifty-five scene, and then that's you. That's you done for the day then, uh, Strickland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aren't you going to make me look younger? No, or older? no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We, we oh, do wait, it in sorry. Post. Well, one. 
One more, one more thing, which is something I only noticed the first time I ever noticed it when the dock is trying to get hook everything back up on top of the clock tower. And I noticed his shoes are Velcro strips. He's got like Velcro <laughs> shoes. Okay. And yeah. I was like, was Velcro invented in 1955? I'm sure in 1985, Velcro can be bought in any corner drugstore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in 1955, Velcro's a little hard to come by, Marty. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I did like, you Google it to find out? No, oh, okay. <laughs> so a potential let me, plot let me do it now. Okay, yeah, I'm move, go- move on to the next one, and, I, and I'll Google it. No, uh, I'll Google it. You're the host. I've got a. I have an. I, I have another just plot hole confusion point. Uh, I got. I got really confused at the end when he goes back. He goes back by ten minutes to ten minutes before he left, and what confused me is he's he's watching himself, and then he watches himself go back to the future mm. so then does he then assume the role of current marty and then there's two marty so is 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 marty gone back to the future and it's just a constant loop that always happened no matter yeah. what yeah. right because marty was called marty and then when <laughs> when he told his parents his name was marty they were like oh a lovely name so no matter what there was always marty always it, it went back in time even if he just went back in time to say hello Regardless of whether he was going back to have yeah. sex with his mother, he might have just been popping back to say hello. Marty <laughs> is just always floating <laughs> yeah. around because, in time. Is be- that what the film Because is about? otherwise, you, you, yeah, you have to close the loop, and that's yeah. the thing with that's the thing yeah. with time travel movies that don't make they're they're paradoxical. But it, it's yeah. a it's a loop with an with an entrance and an exit. So you go in, you loop, and you exit. Yeah. That's what, it's like a yeah. Don't watch Interstellar. <laughs> I, I, I really want to watch Interstellar. Velcro yeah. was invented in 1958, so he wouldn't have been wearing Velcro what? in 1955. What are you Googling? I, I Google it and I get 1941. Well, that's Fake what, news at. But when it was <laughs> technically called hook and loop fastener, the product that pretty how, much everybody you, knows as Velcro, how do you spell Velcro, first patented in 19... <laughs> it said it was patented just, in 1958. Oh, patent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I, George D. Menstrel invented his first touch <laughs> fastener George. in 1941 when he went for a walk in the woods and wondered why burdock seeds clung to his coat and dog. He discovered it could be turned into something useful. <laughs> so he went home to his wife and he showed her lots of plants attached to his jacket and said, we're going to be millionaires. <laughs> she, she had him committed, but then years later, after he got out of the mental yeah, yeah. institution. Now, Trevor, his name is, is George Demestral, not Menstrel. Say, you said George Demestral. You uh, said Menstrel. His name is Menstrel. George Menstrel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. His friend Johnny no, Toilet. <laughs> Was also an inventor. <laughs> uh, okay, pop culture. Did anything? Has anything from Back to the Future fallen into the lexicon? Fallen into the kind of the the everyday? The only thing I can I have a note here is, hello, hello, is anyone home? Hello, yeah, that's the only thing yeah. that I've heard people do. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like, not to me, but to, to yeah, other yeah. people, I've seen that. You've done is it. There anything? Else? <laughs> yeah, to Dylan. Great, well, great Scott. I mean, I reckon people say great Scott. Yeah, that's a that's a first. I don't show. know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that was a. May, I don't know. I haven't googled it either. Maybe let me google it. Oh yeah, it was invented. Great Scott was invented by George Demenstrel, 
Uh, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he walked through a Robin Wonder hedge. It's it's the first time I ever heard it, and I know people still say it now, but I don't know if it was said yeah. before the movie or not. Actually, the product placement in this movie is like at the time I didn't realize, but it's like not very subtle at all. Like the opening. There's a lot of it. The though. opening shot of of Marty walking into Doc's little garage is Nike's. The and, Nike's SBs. And this time, like, as an adult with expendable income, not that much, but some, I actually just went, oh, man, I'm actually, maybe I should just get a pair of those exact same <laughs> Nikes that he has. And yeah. then you hear, a ti- right. you hear a Toyota ad on the radio, and then he sees yeah. the Toyota, yeah. and then the Toyota's there at the end, and I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. They organically worked it into the movie, I guess, but... Yeah, and the runners thing was funny because he's wearing like that shot is brilliant, and, and those red Nikes look they look gorgeous. Yeah, and then when he's in 1955, he's wearing cons. Did you notice that? Oh no, no. When he, when he's when he's skateboarding, yeah. uh, when Biff and and the gang are after him, he's he's well, wearing he, Converse. He, he gets he gets clothes from the dock at that point. Yeah. He dock gives him clothes. True. Yeah, but you think you give him a pair so, of Nikes. Or were Nikes around in fifty? Like were, were Nikes invented then? Well, co- co- Converse in the nineteen fifties, Converse were marketed as like they were basketball runners. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were they, that's what they were designed to do, which is insane because they're Jesus. You have to wear them for about six months to like break them in. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not they're not good shoes for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there anything else? I saw his Casio watch was a big thing. Oh, yeah. Um, JVC, J- JVC, the camcorder, JC Penny is the, like, that's oh, the big shot yeah. when yeah, in the supermarket. Yeah. What else? And California Raisins uh, wanted to, they, they wanted uh, oh, the bo- uh, product placement. Yeah. Yeah, they want they, the bomb at the they end. They actually wanted, yeah, and they pitched um, during the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, they wanted a big bowl of raisins to be beside the punch bowl. And uh, Zemeckis was like, "It's gonna just look like a big ball of dirt. Like it won't, it won't, yeah. it won't translate to the screen. Uh, so they they just wouldn't do it." Zemeckis was like, "I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I'm not having kids eating dirt out of a bowl at a at a disco dance." Yeah. And uh, well, they, they, they brought them to court, scoops. and they they find they they got their fee back. They got the five thousand dollars that they paid the studio five grand. Um, but the, Five thousand, yeah, yeah, because because uh, yeah, because it's the bum on the end who used to be the mayor in the fifties, who yeah. Marty knows as Red. He's like the local bum, Red. Uh, yeah, and he's on the bench with California raisins. But yeah, besi- like it would have looked like a big pile of fucking rabbit shit or something beside <laughs> yeah. a punch bowl. Yeah. Oh, uh, Miller is the other thing. Everyone's drinking Miller, and uh, when he first comes into Hill Valley in fifty five, there's a Miller truck parked oh, very yeah. strategically in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the anything else. I, there's a lot more in the sequel. I know, like there's a lot more conspicuous product placement. I think in Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah. Like the Jaws movie and all the stuff in the shop windows and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But because mm. it's also anytime there's a futuristic movie, companies want to jump on because they want to be portrayed as a brand that still exists in the future. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, so you always get that happening in future movies. They had that, um, even if the film is a lot about incest and like, <laughs> yeah, like family, yeah, yeah. family rape. Yeah, they're still like, get me on that machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Sunny D, Sunny D's still around. So uh, yeah. uh, they don't read the script; they just know that it's set. In so the our movie's <laughs> about uh, a kid who goes back, uh, wants to fuck his mom, and there's a uh, 
bit of mild racism. <laughs> it's, uh, but he, yeah. he goes uh, from the future into the past. It's time to, oh, oh, yeah, we're in, we're in. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. care, we don't care. <laughs> we want our money. Hey, guys, it's your host, Trevor Brown here. I've just thrown Ed and Andrea out of the room because I want to let you in a little secret. This podcast that we're doing, we really like it. And we really want people to hear it. And if you like it, or even if you kind of like it, please support us. And we're not asking for money. We're just asking for you to give us a like. Give us a follow if you use us on Spotify. Give us a review if you use us on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to this, please engage with us on that platform. Whether it's a thumbs up or a share. We really, really appreciate it. I know it's only small, but these likes and follows they they really matter in the scheme of things and they really help us connect with our audience and grow our audience we really appreciate it anyway back to this ridiculous stuff okay imdb zoom quiz here we go in no particular order a list of questions that i pulled from imdb about two hours ago starting with question number one what famous titanic star is an easy one to start off with what famous titanic there you go okay (laughs) <laughs> well, what? the question is, what famous Satanic star plays Biff's friend in the movie? And Ed said? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. An unspoken role. Didn't yeah. have any dialogue. Yeah. No words. No lines. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know in... Um, did any of you notice the the manic, like, hyena laugh of Biff's yeah. friend? Oh, yeah, yeah. Glasses? yeah. Like, uh, like that, that was something I should have said for the... Uh, for the drinking game thing because like it's almost like a what do you call them a yeah. soundboard thing like you know when they bring in the laughter of children to a film it's that same yeah, sound yeah. he was just like <laughs> and it sounded like a hyena from the lion king <laughs> did His... that same gang make it into the sequel were all the same guys sure i don't know i don't think because the guy with the laugh Maybe. feels like the guy who would have that actual remember the guy with the sound machine that played the chicken sound yeah yeah he feels like that guy. I don't know if he's the same guy or not, though. Probably, I would imagine that they're all the same same actors. But then, was the Billy Zane was one. Billy Zane on the up at that point? Maybe he was being, you know. Mm, I don't think so. I did. I'm just, I'm just looking at the picture of Billy Zane here now. I would. I did yeah. not cop him at all because the whole focus for me was on Biff and the weird guy with the. 3D glasses yeah. on. It was like he was such a nothing role. He was just like he was just yeah. there looking handsome. <laughs> if anything, they probably kept him in the back because yeah. he was too handsome. They didn't want to detract. Uh, okay, second question. Yeah, he, he'd be he'd be like the quarterback in high school or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, name two characters that have to be recast during the movie. Uh, Bing. J- during during the movie. The movie. Well, Mar- Mar- during Martin the first McFly. movie. Hmm was recast it was uh what, what's his name eric stoltz my little fucking little fucking black medical book um, <laughs> yeah. my, yeah, my favorite yeah. eric stoltz like yeah yeah eric stoltz did five weeks of his fist his fist yes. is still in the movie the bit it, where marty marty <laughs> punches biff yeah and and the shot reverses and you see biff and you see the the fist that's eric stoltz's fist Oh, that's a good one. I didn't know that. Because they, so, they'd, shot, they'd shot all okay. the diner stuff mm. in the 50s, and then they just shot all of the reverse angles with Michael J. Fox because they'd shot all the other stuff. Eric Stoltz so, yeah. uh, was, a, was a method actor, and uh, he used to get 
everyone on set to address him as Marty and he'd turn up yeah. he turn, he'd turn <laughs> up like, in, it's back to the future we're not talking about and he, and it's, he it's sexually not, it's not assaulted a, his mother in real life to <laughs> yeah, get into yeah. character to get into character like he's not fucking, he's not Brando in, in Apocalypse Now like you know he's turned up to a Zemeckis <laughs> film he's dressing up <laughs> yeah. in character uh, and the only time he broke character was between takes whenever Leah Thompson was there because he wanted to flirt with her because he just he loved her he was in love with her um yeah. Okay. So Eric Eric Stoltz was one. Who's the second? It's recasting. Mm. Um, yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, because <sighs> when they when they recast Marty McFly, the well, that's I, in the I, second movie. Yeah. No. 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 In the, no. In the first movie, I, I didn't know. Um, I don't know her name, but the original actress was too tall. So when they replaced uh, Stoltz with oh. with with, with uh, Fox. Yeah. Uh, she was too tall for Fox, so they had to replace her. So it was two oh. phone calls that they had to make. Okay. Yeah, and then and then and then she hey. couldn't do the second one. Don't come into work tomorrow. <laughs> and to, uh, Thompson was on holidays uh, in Europe. No, she went to visit Dennis Quaid, who she was dating at the time. Um, he was filming a movie in Europe. Did a weekend off. She went to visit him, and they called her and said, "No, you got to come back right now because we've just fired Eric Stoltz, and we have to start reshooting like <laughs> as of tomorrow." There's a third one. Oh, uh, Biff. For the first well, film, yeah, from the first film, what one of the one of Biff's like crew, not Billy Zane. I don't know if it was the Laffy guy, but one of those guys was the original Biff, and then. Because oh. Eric Stoltz was uh, tall, right? They wanted someone taller so he'd be imposing, oh. and then so they cast your man as Biff, and then they recast Eric Stoltz. Okay. So and, and, like, he was, and he was way too tall, five foot five. Yeah, no, he he was he was still tall, but he he had the role by that point. But uh, right, like one of his gang members yeah. was the original Biff. Ah, okay. Well, when I was looking up this question, there's two other things that I thought interesting. Um, the original choice for Doc was John Litko. Yeah, that would have been a different he movie. Been... He would have been good. Did, did did they did they shoot anything with John Litko? No, he was just the original choice. Uh, never, never, never went through. Well, there's actually a f- he would have been, he would have but... been brilliant. And and somebody yeah. who was strongly considered for Doc was Jeff Goldblum. I think he would have been <laughs> like he would he would have been very very young. <laughs> Then. Yeah, yeah, too, too young. Yeah. He would oh, have been like this. Bizarre. He would have been like, uh, like in, in high school as well, <laughs> right? Yeah, he would have been like uh, George's nerdy friend. Yeah. Yeah, when, when was the fly made? What was the fly? 86. 86. So this was the year before the fly. Two years it would have been shot. So that's two years young. before it, yeah. True, yeah, yeah, 86, 85, 84. Yeah, I thought yeah. You, I th- yeah, that would have I thought you were going to mention the other one as well, the other doc potential casting. Al Pacino. There was no. I didn't yeah. read that. I didn't see that. Hey, uh, all these questions are purely on IMDb. I'm not going outside of IMDb. Oh. Is that oh. on IMDb? Uh, no, it's not Sponsored on IMDb. But by I, 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 IMDb. I, read, I read it somewhere that he was in consideration for it. Yeah. I mean, it would really? have been terrible, but yeah. And this is '80s, so this is like you know five years before *Scent of a Woman*. Like he's he's on the up of uh, you know the overacting zone. Yeah, yeah. The, like. 80, 80s is the hot zone for Pacino. That's that's him proper. <laughs> but I think he was he was kind of um, well. He was kind of like uh, yeah, he had a lost decade with the eighties. Really, he didn't really make that many yeah. movies. But yeah, he would have been. <laughs> I don't. I think he would have been. I think he was really into Shakespeare and he was doing like stage stuff and stuff. So it probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have been his vibe. A sexy yeah. time travel comedy. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, uh, oh Marty. Oh, ah. Your mom. Yeah. She wants to fuck you. <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. How many? Okay. Oh. How many times? It's, this is a trick question, by the way. How many times was the script? Great Scott. How many? <laughs> Great Scott, Marty. Oh, ha! The flux capacitor. Uh, <laughs> how many times was the, was the script passed on? What do you mean? Passed uh, reje- on by re- actors? Re- rejected by studios. And it's a big number. Uh, is it? Lots. Uh, Fifty. Uh, yeah. Wait, no. I, I was going to say I will let you have a. Um, a what's the word? A, a, a an error margin of five. You can you can get it right or wrong up to up yeah. to about five. Fifty. You're cl- you're close, Ed. Fifty. Fifty times it was submitted and people said no. We yeah. don't want to see a no, film about four, a, 40, a mother going. Forty four. Forty four. Wow. Disney rejected it because of the incest. This is the... of course. Yeah. Well, Jesus. Of yeah. course. Like. Yeah. This, Disney, that Nazi-loving yeah. man. Okay, number four. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till we do something on Disney Plus. I know. I, I love Disney. I think that's one of those conspiracies, isn't it? The of him putting swastikas into Disney films, and even though he did, did it, it's true. No, it's sex. Sex is put in sex. Swast- yeah, and, and weird. Sex? Like, uh, hey, kids, take off your clothes. Apparently, is whispered in Aladdin uh, at one point. But yeah. what? I don't know. That's up there with the QA non stuff. I don't know. It's uh I'll be watching Aladdin tonight. <laughs> the, yeah, a, a gust of wind blows and it spells out sex in yeah. the air. And the so it's just like animators apparently. having a laugh in kind of in jokes. Yeah. And yeah. And that I could imagine that's the that's the part of it that I could believe. Like animators just squeezing in a bit of crack like, you know. A bit of Peter Peter, um, yeah. yeah. Literally, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, when is the reboot happening? Question number four. Never. Correct. Because Bob Gale said he will not do a reboot in his life. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. He, they have the rights to it. They have the exclusive rights and they won't let them go. So in his lifetime, it won't happen. If a reboot happened, this, 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 Dre, you have to catch up here. You're a few points behind. Uh, who would star in the reboot? Give me a good answer and I'll give you five points. Can, can we cast any actor from any time or does it have to be no, it has somebody? No, well, my rule is that it has to be now. It has to be actors from now of the right age. So if Bob Gale, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis, you know, heaven forfend, mm. passed away yes. tomorrow, who would you cast? They, got, they, okay. they got struck by a bolt of lightning. They stood too close to the clock tower. Al Pacino, the original <laughs> choice. And yeah. you, can de- you can de-age him for the 1955 stuff. But would it be would it be set in the eighties and they go back to the fifties, or would it be set now and they go back thirty years to whatever time? I, I, think, years I, I think it's set now and they go back to seventy five. I uh, think for Doc for the remake, it would be Daniel De Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a that's good. Not, that's a good show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's never think, done something like yeah. that. Yeah, I've never seen him in a pure like comedy, yeah. you know, lighthearted thing. I'm a time man. I, I think I I think he'd be really great. And then obviously, this is my associate. Marty's mother would be Brenda Fricker then, and it would be <laughs> also a wink a wink to the audience of uh, to to uh, my oh, left yeah. foot. So it's just. It's no, but Brenda, the, Brenda, the Brenda Fricker can play old Lorraine, and then you can play young Lorraine. 
Exactly. exactly. I like it. Exactly. That, that's what you're getting <laughs> yeah. at, right? I thought I thought Tom Holland as McFl- as uh, Marty. That he'd be a good Marty McFly. Who's Tom Holland? See that that's a, that's a popular internet one. Is Tom Holland and uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Marty in the Dock? Is that a thing? Because is this they, a thing? Because because they already have this kind of pre-existing uh, chemistry from being yeah. Spider Boy and Metal Metal, metal Man. Man. In the, is, in is sorry? Is this a thing on the internet? Is there a, is there a Tom Holland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland's good because he's you know he's the energy, believable, yeah. and he uh, as a young because he looks so young, yeah. uh, and he and he has the energy. But I, I, I remaking this is it would be a stupid idea. It would. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I imagine that they probably will when they can when you know the two Bobs die. Yeah. But, what if they but. what if they recast uh, Marty as Paul Meskel from Normal People, <laughs> and 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 he's just wearing he, he's wearing his chain and his. Uh, I'm going to go back to and, uh, 1975, uh, 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 Marianne. <laughs> said, said it in rural Ireland. <laughs> yeah, nothing yes. changes. They just <laughs> like, he's on a country road. He goes back 30 years. It's still a country road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What country was this film banned in? Banned. Banned. Ooh. Where are people not cool with incest? Mm. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Where are they not cool with time travel? <laughs> that doesn't help. That's not much of a clue. Yeah. Okay, here's a further question. What country what country has a slightly different time scale to us? Australia? Mm, but it's a big time scale, ye- ye- time years, difference. Years. Oh, China. China. China didn't like the movie because they thought the concept of time travel disrespected history. You can't change history. <laughs> you can't change yeah. history. They're dead right. You're dead right. Even fictional history. Even fi- even <laughs> fictional history. You can't change your past. Um, yeah. Christopher Lloyd wanted a fourth movie. He pitched it. What was the plot? Um... Christopher Lloyd, or the doc goes back and uh, kills uh, <laughs> Hugh Hefner and assumes his identity. <laughs> yeah, and the the third, the the second half of the movie is just him banging lots of Playboy bunnies. <laughs> the Fox Capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great Scott! <laughs> Great Scott! Uh, no, it was set in ancient Rome. Which what? And apparently okay. the response he got was like, "But Chris, when you go back in time, you go back to the to the where you were in the world. <laughs> like, why would Marty and and uh, the Doc be in Rome to go back to the future to ancient Rome? Because it's always set around Spring Valley, or is it Spring? <laughs> what's the name of the place? Hill, Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that one. Uh, like like Marty and Doc go back to watch Lazio play, and then they go back to the future for some reason. Uh, yeah. They've got vomitoriums, Marty. <laughs> vomitoriums. <laughs> yeah. And now, um, irrespective of who's ahead, if you whoever gets this answer will win the whole film. What Oscar did it win? It won an Oscar. What did it win for? Best editing. Um, if Ed doesn't have an answer, I'm close to giving that to you. 
and I hope sound that, editing. Yeah, and I think I just gave I, I think I just gave out the answer yeah. by doing yeah. that. So yeah. I'll yeah. give it yeah. to Trey. I'll give it to Trey. It's Trey. Trey answer. Yeah, it's best sound editing. Yeah, yeah. I win the quiz. Yeah. Now it, it, I win it, the quiz. It got, nom- shit, it got nominated. Eat shit. <laughs> it was not. I can't see your screen right now, so I don't know if you're making it up. See, Jess. She's looking pretty aggressive. At, I was pointing at you and saying, "Eat shit, eat shit, and die." But I don't like the I re- taste of it. <laughs> I read that under, um, I was watching some YouTube, uh, I think it was a YouTube video of Orlando Bloom and all the comments underneath it were just like super fans giving out about, <laughs> super fans saying how much they loved Orlando Bloom. And then one one woman said like, I don't think he's a good actor at all. I Like, why are people obsessed with him? And then all the crazy fans left comments and one of the comments was, Eat shit and die, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. 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 Eat shit and die. Yeah. So that's my that's my go to uh, trash talk. <laughs> my name's Sharon. I'm a big Orlando Bloom. F- I'm a bloomer. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a baby bloomer. Yeah, it, w- it won it won the uh, Oscar for best sound editing. It got nominated for best script. It lost to a film called Witness, starring Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, brilliant film. Never saw it. Don't even know. So I studied it's, that it's, for my junior no. cert. That was my film on my junior or leaving cert. Oh, it's that good of a film that it's actually on a syllabus for. Yeah, so it's it's about Harrison Ford. He he goes into witness protection kind of thing, and he ends up living with the Amish community. Yeah. Oh. And, Peter uh, Peter Weir directed it. Yeah, it's ah. good. Dead Poets Society and Truman Show, and he's with the yeah. Amish community. Yeah. No yeah. Way. Get off my horse. Uh, yes, in, D- Danny Glover plays a bad guy heavy in it. His name is Heavy? Mm. No, he plays a bad guy. Oh, a heavy. Like, a heavy. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said he, he, plays a, he plays a bad guy heavy in the film. Um, a, corru- a corrupt cop. It's funny, though, I, I, watching Back to the Future, I was thinking, man, they really fucking edited the shit out of this oh, sound. Yeah. It's, they should... Did they win an Oscar for this? I wonder. <laughs> they, it's audio. Look, you know, not to be too like whatever, but it's it's audio visual, and if you get the audio right, it's it's eight it's eighty it's eighty percent of the battle. There's only thirty two visual effect shots in this film, and if you compare yeah. if you compare that to like uh, like like Jesus, compare that to like, like Lord of the Rings or even the Wolf of Wall. Me and Paul were watching the Wolf of Wall Street last week. And the There's loads of effect shots. Oh, like like obviously because of like location stuff, like the, like the Venice stuff when they're in Switzerland. That's all yeah. green screens. Like even normal TV shows now are filmed in front of green screens. So Back yeah. to the Future only had thirty two shots with visual effects in it. That's incredible. Mm. No punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Should we lodge this film in the Cinema Stream Vault? And why? So a bit of a weighted. Uh, I, I want. I want. I want a bit of a weight here behind these arguments. I don't want just pure, pure plus, pure negative. I want to balance. I start with the negatives. Crispin Glover is a negative. I'm sorry. He Jesus starts. Stro- he starts strong. You would have been he- bullying him, but uh, you would have been bullying on bullying him on that set as well. <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Billy, I would have been Billy Zane. I would, have, yeah. I would have been standing behind the bully, just nodding and smiling. <laughs> the, the only negative thing that annoyed me was purely Marty being. You know, a bit of a dick and looking at women's arses when he's talking to his girlfriend. I actually was just yeah, like, yeah. God, what a dick. What a dickhead. You know, if yeah. my boyfriend did that now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> I know. I, yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be like, oh, please, just, you know, don't rock the boat. You're grand if you're looking. Oh, Jesus, yeah. play that Who Lose song yeah. again for me. I love it when you play that song. <laughs> Mar- uh, Marty's <laughs> stupidity kind of uh, was a bit of a negative for me this time around. I don't, I guess, because I was looking at it from a sort of a critical perspective. Just his whole, yeah. you know, oh, 10 minutes ought to do it. And, you know, he goes he goes back to 1955 and it takes him so long to clock what's happening, even to the point where he's like, uh, you know, we, we got uh, we have two two TVs and and they're like, nobody has two TVs. Yeah. But like he, he realizes that he's like out of time and he's like, you out of time, baby. And he's like, you know, completely and he should be drawing attention to himself, but he does. And I get it. It's because yeah. it's. It's for the plot and it's for the jokes. But he's whole, I saw it in a rerun and they're like, what's a rerun? And he's like, you'll find out, kid. Yeah. And I'm just, just shut up, Marty. Just shut up. Just pretend you're from out of town and your name is Cal. And yeah, you know, and he's also, it's a trope of like, um, he's in any conversation. He always has to be the coolest person in the room. Yeah. So even like saying, you know, you'll find out someday, kid. Like it, it, it's that kind of stock that he's using. It's yeah, like, like yeah. It's, it's, he's always reaching for that line as opposed to just being like a normal person and saying, "Oh, I don't know. No, okay, uh, ignore what I just said. I'm an idiot." Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he, he's a bit too aggressively cool. Yeah, aggressively cool. And yeah. in any in any other actor's hands, it would come across as it probably did with Eric Stoltz. It would come across as arrogant and not funny. But he's, you know, he's. But then he does that sorry about your barn thing and does that pratfall, which is just yeah. one of the funniest pratfalls up there with like Bill Murray slipping and Scrooged. And yeah, <laughs> his, phys- his physicality is um, his physicality oh, is yeah. brilliant in, in the entire film. Like even the even the slide over the bottom yes, of the car the when the Libyans are after him yeah. or the fall off the bed when uh, Lorraine is like reaching into him and he falls backwards off the bed. Yeah. He's. Like it's yeah, you know, it's Buster Keaton stuff. Well, maybe not Buster Keaton stuff, but it's Harold it, Lloyd. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it is. And look, back. yeah, I, I agree. Like the, the for me, it's the opening sequence, um, it's the soundtrack, and it's the chemistry with Lloyd and McFly. Like yeah. those three things alone, I'm watching it. Like, and that's that's why I rewatch it. Is is it a film that you think um, your kids will enjoy in a few years without you having to shove it down their necks? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I think I think it work. I think it works today. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's ed, to your point, Ed. It's edited edited to an, an inch of its life. Um, there's no fat. So yeah, you could put that. In, I could put that in front of Dylan in a couple of years, and I think he'll watch it. Mm-hmm. My my only last remark is it's also the coolest way anyone drinks a chocolate milkshake in any movie. Yes, George <laughs> yeah. McFly when he gets when he, when they when they slide the yes chocolate malt yes. and it's as yeah, a kid yeah. like when when Eddie Rockets became a thing in Ireland and I'm a kid getting older and I'm seeing these Eddie Rockets places I I thought that was the diner from back to the future and when like as soon as I saw them I wanted to go in and order a chocolate malt and put my hand out and I expected them just to throw one at me and me to catch it and I'd pay at some point I don't know when I'd give them money for this chocolate malt but that's just that's just, that's what's what I thought would happen in these places so yeah it's the coolest chocolate malt drinking scene in any film that I've ever seen but yeah back to the future it's in the vault yes I think we all agree and there you have it back to the future 
the first movie to make it into the Sinistry Vault. And if you want to watch it, it's on Now TV, streaming now. I'd like to thank my buddies, PICs, friends, associates, Edwin Salmon and Andrea Farrell for their astute observations and hot takes. Uh, next week, we'll be zoning in our lasers on the 1993 hit comedy, Mrs. Doubtfire. And if you want to get ahead of the posse and watch it with us, it's on Disney+. Plus. See you next week. Have a safe week. Talk to you later. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. So is this the line for Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. We'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long, probably. Can you get us food? Wait, wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom! Hey, there's a line here. Daddy, swing That's me. like 20 people. Oh One person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com.